This is Fresh Matters, and I am Papa Kwesi Indom. I'd just like to share some of my experiences. And in this particular instance, I'd like to talk about my decision to become an elected assembly member in Ghana. And you know, in Ghana, we have, from the 1992 Constitution, a system of governance that begins at the local level, where we have unit committees. So you could choose to become a unit committee member you could also go up a step, up a step to become an assembly member. So unit committee members are elected. An assembly member can be elected or appointed. You can then also go up to become a member of parliament at the national level. But at the local level, I chose to seek election in 1997 to become an assembly member for the Akotobinsen electoral area, and which also is in the Komenda Edna Egwafu Abrim district at that time. Now it is a municipality. K-E-E-E-A, which is what Commander Edna Iguafo Abrim is, is known by many. K-E-E-A is in the central region of the Republic of Ghana. The major towns in this districts now, municipality are Elmina by the ocean, Atlantic Ocean, Comenda also by the Atlantic Ocean, Aguna, which is further inland, and Iguafu, which is also inland. Now, why did I choose to become an assembly member? Well, I had been working my way back from the United States to Ghana. I had spent virtually all of my adult life in the United States. I first went to the US when I was 17 years old, 
and had lived and worked in the U.S. So my first, my first trip or travel to the U.S. was in 1970. And 1970 to 1971, I came back to Ghana, spent two years, and went back to the U.S. and stayed there um, for my university education, started work. As I tell people, my first real full-time job was with the Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company and then worked my way to then Touche Ross, which became Deloitte and Touche. So all I knew virtually was the professional life in the U.S. Yes, I understood the social, political, and regular life in America. And I decided to start making my way back to Africa. I looked at Nigeria, I looked at Cote d'Ivoire, and then I settled on, on Ghana. I did a number of consulting assignments, so I would travel uh, from the US to Ghana execute assignments and go back and continue to work. So some things happened during this period that I was trying to figure out whether to come back or go back fully and stay full-time, quote-unquote, permanently in Ghana. And many things made going back on a permanent basis very difficult and virtually impossible. And those things had to do with conflict, misunderstandings, problems to do with the then administration or elements of the then administration in Ghana which was led by the late president, J.J. Rawlings. And that would be the subject of another episode, another discussion that I will have at another time. But because of those difficulties and because of the problems put my way, and in the way of my businesses, in the way of my family life, I decided that I would get involved at some level, get involved in a bit of the politics of the country, but in a way that would help prevent some of the problems and challenges that I had faced. I thought then that my involvement could
could be a help. But then I couldn't all of a sudden get up and decide to get involved at the national level to become a member of parliament or even go higher than that or seek appointment um, to play a role at the national level. So I wanted to start small. I wanted to learn again what local life in Ghana was like, what it meant, what it felt like. I wanted to understand the difficulties and the problems at the local level, the village level, the town level, and so on and so forth. So I made a decision that I would seek election to become a member of the local assembly, the KEEA assembly. That it would be a learning experience. I wanted it to be a powerful experience. I wanted it to teach me something and to rediscover my roots, so to speak, and make me a credible voice, a credible voice in seeking change and, want, and bringing development to the country, but starting from the local level. Now, when I mentioned this to friends, to colleagues, the initial reaction was, wait, 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 wait a minute. Now, you are Dr. Hindu. We know you to be uh, a consulting professional, a businessman, someone who has a voice, and someone some people could listen to at a national level. What, what are you doing wanting to become an elected assembly member? But I knew what I was doing. I knew what I wanted. So I filled out my, my application forms. I took my photographs. I, I signed up. I signed up for the election. I formed a team, a team of people. We had, I guess, five areas within the electoral area um, that I needed to, to campaign and, and, and find people to want to support me to become their assembly member. And, and the area in Elmina uh, that I'm talking about included uh, the Zongo area, which is by the assembly uh, building. It included the SNIT flats where uh, some professionals and some government workers uh, lived. It included the Elmina estates, as they call it, even today. It included Tetar Kasim, which is where my family actually comes from. And so we started the election. I uh, the campaign for the election, I 
put a team together. I had um, some people who were very enthusiastic to support me. Um, we didn't use money. I, you know, whereas other people were printing posters and so on and so forth, I simply took a photograph of myself, used a photocopying machine, printed vote for and my name, and we used that around. And my campaign team, so to speak, we adopted a very, very simple strategy. And that strategy was, yes, many people had heard about me. Some knew me. Mostly a number of people knew about my, my father and my mother, who both of them had been teachers. Uh, both of them had been head teachers. So they were known. Um, and my family came from one of the the areas involved in the election. So we have family members there. But we decided, and I chose, to knock on every door that we could find in the, the Snit Flats. We knocked on every door. We knocked at the doors of every house that we could find. I went one to one and basically touched everybody that I could find. And the first time people would, would, would open the door and see me, they say, ah, Dr. Indo. Um, we'll greet them, we'll talk to them, and then and they'll still ask the question, why would you want to come down here? Um, is this a joke? What are you trying to accomplish? What are you doing? Why would you want to, to come down here to become an assembly member? And interestingly enough, my competitor, or the man who became the main competitor for this particular election, Mr. Anani. Mr. Anani is, is that when I was growing up, we, we, we all knew him as Uncle Anani because he owned and was a driver for the Benz bus that went from Elmina to Accra. And, you know, everybody scrambled and chose to use him and his vehicle to travel to Accra and back. So we knew him. He was okay. He, he, he did very well in his business, but he was sponsored, sponsored by a political party, especially when that political party knew that it was me who was contesting that election. And, and that political party wanted to disgrace me and wanted to basically <laughs> shorten my political career by ensuring that I would lose election at the local assembly level. Well, we found this out. We knew the sponsorship that was happening. We knew the nice slick posters that they had prepared for him. 
And so we stuck to our strategy, door to door, knock on every door, go from place to place, touch everybody. And it worked. So I became, um, by a landslide, the elected assembly member for the Akotobinsen, Akotobinsen electoral area in the Commander Edna Iguafu Abrim district. So I went to the assembly and I went there with such enthusiasm and with hope and um, all, you know, up, up and determined to want to make a difference. Well, I want to tell you that I did so many different things that were new at the assembly. I went from time to time to talk to the people, to let them understand what was going on. I worked on a number of different issues that were presented to me. But then I realized that the problems at the local level, if we were going to resolve them, that those problems would have to be tackled from Accra because Accra is where the problem resided. And that problem started from the 1992 constitution because it is this constitution that had given all the powers to a president for that president to select and appoint a third of the members of the district assembly and also to nominate a person to become the district chief executive for our assembly at that time. So everything that I tried to do, I came against this, this stumbling block, this huge problem. And when I went, yes, there was a district chief executive and whom I knew and my parents knew very well. But that district chief executive was not prepared to listen to anything at the local level because the people at the local level were not the ones who nominated him. They were not the ones who made sure that he was elected by the assembly. It was the president in Accra working with the minister for local government and other officials, those who had appointed a third of the members of the assembly. So if you're going to vote for someone nominated to become the chief executive, already the person had a third of the votes all sewn up. And those were the people appointed by the president. So he already had a third of the votes in the back. 
than the rest of them. Um, all the committees that I try to get on, the important committees, they will take a look at me and basically say, well, this man is not one of us. So let's make sure that he doesn't get into important committees such as the committee for, for works um, and a few other ones so that he doesn't come and disrupt our agenda and our activities. At some point, I even had the ambition to become the presiding member of the assembly. And there too, I realized that everything was stacked against anybody who was not sponsored by the administration in Accra. So all of the ideas that I had, all the intentions to do good, it came down to, well, did I have the resources to get the thing done personally as a person? If I had the resources, if we wanted to dig a gutter, if we wanted to fix some lights or anything, if I had the resources personally, I could get them done. But if I had to go through the assembly, nope. If it wasn't part of the agenda of the chief executive, presiding member, and the administration in Accra, forget it. I was a stranger. So I realized that, yes, I had good intentions. I wanted to work at the local level. But because of the 1992 constitution, I was a stranger. I was seen as an opponent. Some people saw me as an enemy uh, who should not be allowed to have any successes that could be used against the administration sitting in Accra. So there I was. So election was in 1997. I became an assembly member. Um, and I relied on my own personal resources, uh, my own intentions, my own uh, energy to get some things done for my constituents. And interestingly enough, when there were power problems, electricity problems, when there were flooding problems or drainage problems, or any kind of problem within my electoral area, the constituents, the people knew to find me wherever I happened to be, whether I was back in the US or in Accra or wherever else, they knew how to find me and talk to me, but they would never call or contact the chief executive or the people at the assembly because they knew I am the one they had voted for. And they felt that they could use the fact of voting for me and the threat of not voting for me again to make me want to do something for them or represent their interests. But they also realized that when they went to the assembly, when they tried to get in touch with the chief executive, that they didn't have anything on him 
That is, they couldn't say, well, if you don't do this, we will not vote for you. Um, they didn't have any authority over him or any powers to make him do anything for them. That's, those are some of the lessons that I learned and realized that if I was going to be successful in helping development in Ghana, I would have to start and continue a campaign or join some campaign to change the 1992 constitution to recognize the will, the power, the authority of the people down there. And that is how come from then on, I made as one of my political goals, changing the constitution, amending the constitution, or as it is said these days, fixing the constitution so that the same people who are considered to be good enough, smart enough to vote for a president, to vote for a member of parliament, to vote for most of the assembly members, to also now be able to vote for all of the assembly members and the chief executives. That is why that whole matter remains on top of my agenda for the fact that if we don't do that, if we don't make that change, Ghana will remain an underdeveloped country sitting on tremendous resources, human, natural, and so on and so forth. So that was my journey, my journey to the assembly to become an assembly member. And that was the conclusion that I reached at the end of being at that destination and at the end of my term as the assembly member for the commander, Edna Iguafo, Abrim District Assembly, coming from the Akutobinsin electoral area. In this has been Fresh Matters, and I am Papa Kwesi Endome.